Welcome to Belfast City Vineyard, where we are pursuing formation in the presence of Jesus, community gathered around Him, and the impact He empowers us to bring in our families, city, and the world. The following message was given at one of our Sunday services. For more information, visit our website at BelfastCityVineyard.com. You're so, so welcome. If you're brand new with us, again, it's a bit of chaos. We're only slightly more organized on a normal Sunday, um, but it's actually a great opportunity to see what we're like here as a family here at the vineyard. And as Alan said, we're, we're taking a Sunday and covering a lot of different bases and announcing things and praying for people and worshiping with the children, celebrating the Lord's Supper and all that is really, really important. We're going to be uh, interviewing some special people, Frank and Erica here in just a moment, uh, who are part of us but are preparing to go to some interesting places and to gather people around Jesus. So we're going to do that in just a moment. Um, and you'll hear loads of, you can hear loads more from them uh, in their information night, which is coming up on Tuesday night. I'll say more about that and so will they in just a second. Um, and But just to kind of frame this, um, if you've been with us for a while, you know we are preaching through the Gospel of Luke. We are uh, about to move bravely into chapter 18 uh, of the Gospel of Luke, but we're taking a break today. Um, And because we got so much actually going on, and we're talking, going to be talking about, you know, about sending and sending Frank and Erica, I thought um, I would just do kind of a mini, a sermonette on sending and being a sending church and being part of a sending movement. And I want to give you some updates on some people that we have sent. Um, And because I've been thinking about this an awful lot and how it's impacted us as a church and and what we actually um, have seen God do in our midst, it would do us well to remember that. So we're going to take a break from Luke, which we've been preaching through, and we're just going to go for it. And at the end, I'm going to commission and send all of you. Some of you don't look like you want to be sent. In fact, you look like you want me to be sent somewhere. (laughs) So hopefully I can convince you of that. Maybe. We'll see. So anyway, living as sent ones. So we're ascending church, okay? Uh, And we're ascending church. To me, we're ascending church for three important reasons. One is our God is ascending God. And we're following him and called to be like him. We're created in his image. So it just makes sense that we would continually send as he is always sent. If you search the scriptures, you see from Genesis onwards, our God is ascending God. He constantly calls men and women and sends them. And sometimes that's to a people group. And sometimes that's to a locality. Sometimes that's to possess a whole new land. Lots of times they're actually sent right where they are. They don't change their geographical location, but they're sent to where they are in a whole new way. They live empowered and sent by God. He sent patriarchs and prophets. He sent whole nations. He sent kings and queens and warriors and angels, just to name a few. He also sent his son, Jesus to us. Our God's ascending God, who then Jesus, after his death and resurrection, turned to his disciples and sent them onwards. Matthew chapter 28. He looked at his disciples and he told them that he had all authority in heaven and earth now. And he then says, therefore, go. So go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always 
to the very end of the age. And the church through the ages has lived like these are our marching orders. He didn't just say it to 12 men a long time ago. But the words of Jesus cascade through the generations. And every new expression of church hears these words afresh and realizes they must be ascending and going people as well. Jesus also looked at his disciples in John 20 and said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And he breathes on them and they receive the Holy Spirit. And then if you look through the New Testament, you then you see people sent to regions and cities and people groups. You see them sent out to establish churches. You see them sent out preaching the gospel. You see them sent out and they discover that God's kingdom is breaking out all around them. They see his kingdom come. Most of the New Testament, the letters in the New Testament is a testament to sending and planting because it's the apostles writing to things that have been planted. People have been sent and planted. And the church through the ages, even us as the vineyard, have continually lived and men and women formed and shaped and impacted by Jesus and his kingdom. We gather around Jesus in community and we live as sent ones, going out in thousands of different contexts. Most of us locally, some of us globally, we go with his presence and his power and his kingdom message to bring and to share. Second reason we're ascending church is the kingdom of God. Last week I talked about the kingdom of God and a number of you emailed me and it hooked your heart just like it hooked my heart many years ago. And if you're wondering what the heck are you talking about with the kingdom of God, just get the podcast from last week where I talked about it in much more detail. But we talked about how Jesus announced and demonstrated that the kingdom of God, the dynamic rule and reign of God as king, is now breaking into this present evil age in a new way, all centered in and around the person of Jesus, which means it's he he announced it and he demonstrated it and he didn't just do it for him. He said, it's now at hand, repent and receive it. And then his apostles began to announce and demonstrate that the kingdom of God is present and at hand. And his church began to announce that it's present and at hand. And so can we. We have a mission. And it's not just to survive, it's to work with Jesus as he builds his kingdom. We get to play our part. And often throughout church history, that means sending people places and seeing the kingdom come in profound ways. More often in church history, it's meant staying exactly where we are and living as a sent person where we are and seeing the kingdom come right where we are. Are. The third reason we're ascending church is our beautiful vineyard heritage. I don't know if you know anything about the vineyard, but if you are part of the vineyard, you're actually part of a powerful sending movement. There are 2,400 vineyard churches around the world in 95 different countries since the late 70s, early 80s. That's pretty good going. And every single one of those was planted by people who were called and sent out. On top of that, not just planting of churches, many people from a vineyard context just pursued missions in just various different contexts as well. Our own part of the vineyard family in the United Kingdom and Ireland. We're all big, one big, happy, sometimes dysfunctional family altogether. Uh, the first vineyard in the United Kingdom was planted in London by John and Ellie Mumford in 1987. And today, uh, in Ireland and the United Kingdom, there are now 124, 12 of them on this island. And as of last Sunday, it was announced that the Antrim Coast Vineyard will be planted, or they're being sent out last week from Carrickfergus, a beautiful couple are being sent from Carrickfergus to Greater Larne. I didn't know Greater Larne was a place, but it is. 
And the Antrim Coast Vineyard is number 12 here on our island. And it's exciting. We're part of a sending movement. We have a great heritage of people being called and sent and going and seeing the kingdom come, even in places like Greater Larne. What are you laughing at? There's lots of Larne jokes, but I don't want to insult anyone here. I'd rather talk about and quote our beloved national directors who are John and Debbie Wright, and they say this about us as a movement. And if you're thinking about, could the vineyard be home? Well, here's kind of our manifesto here. We are a growing movement of churches built on God's transforming word, who worship God with passion, intimacy, and expectation. We are God's children, empowered by his spirit, extending his kingdom together everywhere in every way. We will serve people, especially the poor and vulnerable, and communicate the good news of Jesus with compassion and generosity. We will make disciples, develop leaders, plant churches, and contribute to the blessing of the whole body of Christ. Amen. Just as the church has always done since the apostles. God has called people, set them apart, and the church has sent them. And our heritage is the vineyard, as part of the family of God, has just been to, to just keep doing that. To send people where God is sending them, but also to live right where we are as sent ones for the sake of Jesus and the kingdom. So, just want to talk a little bit about our story as a church and just use this opportunity to take a little walk down memory lane. And to talk about maybe some, some hard things and some joyous things. Um, it's something I've been thinking about a lot as I've been uh, praying and seeking God for what he's doing with us as a church in this moment. And what do some of the joys mean and what do some of the bittersweet things mean that we've been encountering in this season as a church community. So um, if you're brand new, I'll just give you a little bit of information. This church was planted in 1996 by uh, a couple called Philip and Jackie Corrigan and a whole team of people. Some of you were part of that team and helped plant that church. Um, And the fact that we are sitting here today in this space is a testament to church planting and sending. Okay, Uh, Everything good that's happening here is because people heard the call of God, they were then sent, and they gave things up and sacrificed and planted here. And then we've just continued, and it's just been part of our story here. Harmony and I were sent. We were sent from the Evanston Vineyard near Chicago in the USA. We were sent here. Some of you wish we'd get sent back, right? But, oh, come on. I've got those emails. Come on, some of you. Anyway, so we were called. I just think God shuffles the deck a lot, doesn't he? He just moves people around a lot, doesn't he? But anyway, sending is part of what we do here. And uh, as we've looked at sending, you know, we've tried to prioritize a couple of things. We've tried to prioritize church planting on this island and the continent of Europe. That's something that's come up prophetically over and over and over again. Prophetic voices that speak into our church is that we've got, a, we've got a mission and a mandate to plant churches on this island, all over this island, and then further afield, even on into Europe and even other crazier places than that. Um, but the other thing that we really try and prioritize is uh, sending people on mission and sending people on mission to unreached people groups, primarily the Muslim world, where there isn't a ton of mission activity. Um, I'll never forget the first time I went and visited the Evanston Vineyard and then I joined up on the spot. Um, 
I went to mock the church because I didn't believe that God did things today like speak or that worship should be anything done other than on an organ. And I was just, you know, like 21 and knew everything, right? It's amazing how much less I know the older I get. And so I turned up to mock and I I encountered the presence of Jesus in worship like I'd never known. I encountered people with a passion for Jesus like I'd never known. I encountered the Holy Spirit. And then in the middle of the time, some of you have heard this story. In the middle of the time, uh, this guy got up and he shared what he called a prophecy or that God was speaking to him for the church and the body. And I was like, it's not supposed to happen today. And then I read the Bible and saw that happens all the time. And what he said was, there are young men in this church, young single men, whom God is calling to the Muslim world. And you're to, you're to go, and you're prepared to go and be prepared to die for your faith. And I'm just sitting there like, there is nobody that is going to claim that prophetic word. Like, we're all in for the expand your tent pegs, you know, that kind of prophetic word. None of us are in for the go die for your faith prophetic word. And it was kind of in the context of worship, so people are worshiping, and I'm like, this is crazy. And then what I saw was men beginning to stream down the aisles, weeping, running to the front to give their lives to Jesus, to go to the Muslim world and prepare to die for the faith. And planting in the Muslim world and seeing God move there is something that has just been on the Evanston Vineyard and they prioritize it. And we have been planted from them, so it's in our DNA. Something that's on us. And it's not something I've looked for, it's something that's actually found us. You know, maybe some of you have said, other people see you, you look like your mother, you look like your father. And it's not like you tried. Many of us have tried not to look like our mother and our father. But we can't help it because it's just on us. And we can try and run from it or we can embrace it. And that's just part of who we are here as well. I just want to run through some of the sending that we've done in the last five years. This is just the last five years, and I've got some family photos up here, so get ready to boohoo a little bit, and I'm going to give you some updates. Um, there's a beautiful couple called Kate and Richie Cathcart, and uh, they left here in 2013. They had a couple of comings and goings, so I'm going with 2013. That's what I'm going with. And they are now leading Penuel Children's Foundation in Port Elizabeth, South Africa. Okay? And many of you have been out there and you've seen the amazing work that they do with orphans out there. And this is directly from the horse's mouth here. They would say their aim is to see vulnerable children rescued from unsafe environments marked by severe poverty. We welcome each child into a family environment. Here they receive love and care to meet all of their diverse needs until a forever family is found for each child. They basically take children into a haven and some of the the children that are the most marginalized and unwanted, and they love them back to life and prepare them to be adopted into a forever family. It's astounding. It's amazing. Many of you support them. If you're like, I've never heard of this. How could I get involved with this? You need to go to penuelchildren.org for more information, uh, and you can connect with what they're doing out there. They come back every once in a while, pray for them. They are amazing, and they're dearly loved. Okay, Friday Church. You might not think of Friday Church as something that was planted or something like that, but basically how we think about Friday Church here is that it's actually a missional community at the heart of the city of Belfast. If you're wondering, well, what is Friday Church? It's church on a Friday. It meets Friday afternoons, every Friday afternoon. It is completely part of BCV. 
So it's not like a separate thing. It, it meets in a different location. Um, they, they do exactly what we do. They worship. They do community. They do small groups. They gather together to pray. They invite the presence of the Holy Spirit to come. They invite people to follow Jesus. Everything that we do here, they just do it in the city center, in our city center venue for, and on Fridays. And you can go if you would like to do that. Um, and how it began is just so many people from our different compassion environments were encountering Jesus. They were getting healed or they wanted to know how to follow Jesus because they were being loved so extravagantly by our compassion teams. And so we had to tell them about Jesus and then began to follow Jesus. And then, well, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to do church for them. And so Friday, church was born. And by the way, if you're like, I would love to go to the nations, but right now I just can't do that given my life circumstances, um, this year... On one of our storehouse nights, 19 different nations were represented in like a two-hour period. The nations are in Ireland. So you don't even have to go anywhere. And if you're interested in like, okay, I'm in. Um, Wonderful. Start connecting with Friday Church. Now it averages every week around 50 or slightly more people in the afternoon in the heart of our city. There's a thriving community there. There's lots going on. And that was planted or born right here. Look at this beautiful family. This is Yannick and Emma Etienne. Now, I'm going to just say, because this will be podcasted, that they were sent out from us in 2014, and they're somewhere in the Muslim world, okay? And please don't put any of this on Facebook. Um, It is super important that you don't do that, because we've sent some people to some places that um, it just wouldn't be safe if we tagged their location, okay? Um, So if you're deeply curious, you can come up with it later, but since this is, you know, podcasts and stuff, somewhere in the Muslim world, working with an unreached people group and also working with Frontiers. Um, They are dearly loved. They were sent from us in 2014. They are very busy inviting people to gather around Jesus in some crazy and incredible ways. Some of you have been out to where they are. They lead a whole team out there. They're seeing some amazing things, and we just love them so, so much, don't we? Yeah. That's Yannick and Emma. And they say hi. They're doing really well. So they wanted me to say hi to you. Uh Uh-oh. Ben and Sean Lee Ewan. In 2014, we sent them to plant the foil vineyard in Derry Stroke, Londonderry, depending on how you view these things. Um, And uh, look at that beautiful family. They were so involved here. They led so much stuff here. They were pillars of our community. And with great joy and sorrow, we sent them out in 2014 to plant this church. They knew no one in the city, and they began with Sunday evenings at the end of September 2014. They ran the evenings for 18 months or so, and they began Sunday mornings on February of 2016. Uh, And right now, on a Sunday morning, this Sunday, like today, there'll be roughly 70 adults and children gathered in their Sunday morning environments. They have lots of midweek stuff. They're doing so, so well. I saw Ben and Sean Lee last week at a wedding. And it is just so good to see them. We are so proud of them. They're planting a wonderful vineyard church. And you played a huge part in that. So that's them. We did that in 2014. Oh, it's a little little hard to see, but you can tell by the shape that that's Wes. (laughs) It's Wes and Leslie Patterson. Wes and Leslie were on staff with us for six or seven years. And in 2015, we sent them to the exotic locale of La Crosse, Wisconsin. That's not La Crosse, Wisconsin. That's the Grand Canyon. Take it from me, I know where La Crosse, Wisconsin is. It doesn't look like that. Um, It's Wes and Leslie and their beautiful family. 
And uh, so many of you were pastored and loved by them. And it's been a great grief to our community that we sent them. It's also been a great blessing and joy because God called them. But that one, that one hurt, didn't it? They were dearly, dearly loved. And we've paid a cost to send them. And what they went to do is they took over a vineyard church uh, that needed uh, fresh leadership that was kind of struggling. Um, and the great news is, I was talking to Wes last week, and they have grown it now to about 90 on a Sunday and more, and growing. They are doing well. Pray for them. They need our prayers. Um, but we sent them in 2015. It just keeps coming. That man playing the guitar is Matthias Valve. And that is their apartment in Lisbon, in Portugal. Matias is, of course, married to Susan. They have a beautiful family. And we sent them in 2015 to Lisbon, in Portugal, to plant the first vineyard church in Portugal. They left on the 1st of September, 2015. And then they only started regular Sunday gatherings in March of 2017. And that is a picture of one of their Sunday gatherings. They are an amazing couple. Um, and they are doing very, very well. And I thought I would show you a really special picture of some of the things that have happened. That is a picture of the first baptism of the first person who has come to faith in Jesus through their vineyard church, the first vineyard church in Portugal. And there it is. And again, many of you know and love them there. been a great, it's been a, left a hole in our hearts. All these people we're talking about, they've left a hole in our hearts because we sent them. But then when you see pictures like that, there'll be a great rejoicing in heaven someday. And we'll have loads of time to catch up and all that stuff. So they're doing an amazing job. They're connected with the Iberians of uh, the vineyards. So there's vineyards in Spain, uh, now in Portugal, and Lord willing, many, many more. So pray for them. Pray for them. And the, it just keeps coming because here's Ben and Rebecca Couples and their beautiful family. Many of you know Ben and Rebecca. And along with David and Heather Joy Wallace, we sent those two couples. I couldn't get a picture of David and Heather Joy. I was under pressure. Um, but in, in 2017, um, we sent them to plant a vineyard in Bangor in Northern Ireland. And uh, uh, in, again, in 2017, September of 2017, they began to do Thursday evenings and they moved to Sunday mornings in January of 2018. There are about 40 or 50 people on a Sunday and uh, they send their love to you and they wanted me to tell you that in the last four weeks, they've seen four healings. So they're pursuing the kingdom of God. They're gathering people around Jesus. They're loving and serving their community and they are joyfully uh, planting a beautiful vineyard church just up the road from us here in Belfast. So we have been sending and sending and sending and sending and sending. And then I want to show you some other pictures because I just want to talk again about the emphasis on the Muslim world. I've already mentioned Yannick and Emma and I've, we've already talked about Frank and Erica and you're going to go to their vision night on Tuesday night, okay? So we've already talked about those guys. But this is a picture of a guy called Topher and a bunch of his friends. And uh, he's the guy with the crazy hat and the big smile kind of in the middle of that scrum. And that is, um, he is on mission, again, somewhere in the Muslim world doing crazy things for Jesus and gathering people into churches and missional communities in an amazing world city in the Muslim world. And um, he kind of adopted us. 
He kind of turned up here, adopted us as a church, and now we're kind of his European home church, I guess. And so we just looked at him and loved him and loved what he was doing, and so we said yes and amen. And uh, so he's part of our family. We pray for him. He turns up every once in a while. It's great to see him. So that's him and some of the people that are now following Jesus in that part of the world because of what he and other people are doing. And then I've told you about this before, but we are involved with... um, the Turkey Partnership for the vineyard around the world. There's vineyard churches from the U.S. and us here and a couple other places that kind of pool together resources and support vineyard churches in Turkey. So that's the good-looking guy on the left is me, and then there's Gurkhan in the middle and Levant, and the other guy is Paul. He leads the Carrick Fergus Vineyard. So they lead the vineyard church in Karakoy, which is part of Istanbul, and um, you might get to see them in October. They might come for a visit. Um, and then this, oh, it's very, very, uh, I can't see it. But again, that's me. Uh, and then the, the guy in the middle is Ali, and that's his wife, Pervin. And they lead a vineyard church in Ushkadar and in two other places because they keep doing multiple locations and I can't keep up with them. But they are going crazy in Istanbul and people are meeting Jesus. And we, as part of the Turkey Partnership, are supporting that. And again, on the 17th of June, for a prayer meeting, you can come and support them. Okay, so wasn't that fun to just connect with who we've sent and see some old faces? Yeah. So, just two minutes really quickly, maybe more like five minutes actually. Um, what, what, what's next? Well, I thought, you know, today we needed to celebrate that. We need to pause and celebrate. Um, it's just a really important reminder of being a sending church. I also felt like I needed to remind you And remind me that this is a potent place. This is a potent place. I'm not trying to brag, so don't hear that. But what we just ran through was like five or six major sendings around this island and around the world in five years. And I don't know if you know anything about churches, but they say you should do one every other year and then have a break for a while. So we kind of went for it and did probably six in five years. Not to mention what's happened locally. And we thank God for that and I thank you for that because you did this. Like, that's as much your legacy it is as theirs. You served, you sacrificed, you gave, you did other things so they could go do that. And the Bible tells us over and over and over again to celebrate and remember what God has done. And so what we've just done is we've celebrated and remembered what God has done. Because we live in a world that is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of world. That has a hard time remembering the good things of the past. It forgets goodness and important things. So let's not forget our story. And let's not forget that we have been and we are incredibly potent in the kingdom of God. The other thing I want to talk about is that sending is really hard. Somebody was talking to me this week about what season of a church are you in? And they were comparing it to the the seasons that we experience. And I would have to say that the season we have been in is winter. Emerging into spring. And there's been some reasons for that and some good reasons. But I want to just pause because I was struck by this in the last two weeks thinking about this. Just look at all the goodbyes that we've had to say. Look at all the resource that we've had to send. 
Look at the work in prayer that is still ongoing. Look at all the leaders and the leadership and the weight-bearing people in our community that we have lost and that we're now in the process of kind of regrouping and building back up. We've felt it as a community, haven't we? Sending is hard. And here's the thing, many of us will stay, most of us will stay, and we get the joy of sending, and we get the pain and work of sending, and what I love about you is you're willing to be a training ground, and to give, and to serve towards that end, and you know you're going to have to say a lot of goodbyes to people that we love, and who've loved us, And then we'll just send them to go and be and do what God is asking of them. That takes prayer, resources, that takes understanding, that takes a lot of fathering and mothering, a lot of training, a lot of teaching and blessing and discipling of young leaders. It's hard being a launch pad, but I believe it's worth it. I believe it fulfills the biblical mandate. And I would just say to us, stand in faith, stand in faith. And I say that we will have the joy of looking out across this island, across Europe, and beyond, and we will see churches and ministries that are planted and established and are growing and influencing their communities who are taking what they learned here from you. They're going to take the things that you fought for and you live out day and daily, and they are going to bless nations with it, and it's going to be part of your legacy. It's the possibility of exponential ministry. To see what God is doing with us expanded way beyond what would happen if we just kept it to ourselves and focused on growing the biggest, baddest church in Belfast that we could. It means we have to give away. It means we have to give and give and give. But I think it just might be worth it. And if you are feeling like things have been hard and you really can't put your finger on why, If you feel like we as a church have lost momentum a bit, or maybe you're sad and you just don't know why, would you just pause and consider that maybe it's because we're ascending church and maybe it's because instead of doing nothing in this season, we've sent six six major sending events in the last five years, which is outrageous. And this winter, we've been resting, and we've been recovering, and we've been building back up, slowly but surely, to go again. And every time we send, it impacts us, because there's good people not here, and we feel a loss that sometimes isn't articulated. Like I said, there's holes in our hearts that we can't explain. Just thinking on this a lot, and you know, given the the names of the people and all that we've done in the past few years, it's no wonder we have felt this. It's no wonder we've needed a bit of a pause to regroup and reach again. And if you've felt that, that's okay. It's part of the cost of being ascending church. And I would ask you to begin to consider, instead of what can I get from this environment, what can I bring to this environment? How can I bear weight? How can I give and give and give all over again. So be encouraged. We have been fruitful, and we're going to be fruitful again. We have, I believe, moved out of winter, and we're moving into springtime. 
and it's time to dream again. So what am I dreaming about now? What I think we should be dreaming about now? Well, the dreams never died. I'm still dreaming, and I hope you're still dreaming about planting churches and sending missionaries, planting churches all over this island and beyond. The thing you need to know now is we're not doing this on our own. When we first started this, we were kind of it. We planted a lot of churches, and sometimes that went well, and sometimes that didn't go well. But now we have 12 moving together in unison. And other churches on this island are planting churches, and it's deeply exciting. So we get to work together, and that's part of one of my other roles, one of the other hats I wear. And it's not just us anymore. And we get to bless things that other vineyard churches and other churches that aren't even vineyard are doing. And we get to celebrate and praise God for what's happening on this island. Here's what I'm personally dreaming about. You're going to hear about this more and more uh, in the coming months and year. Is I'm dreaming about what does it look like to expand out into Belfast and plant communities all over this city. And they may grow to standalone churches on their own, or they might be like Friday Church, where they just remain an expression of us, deeply loved, fully part of us, but an expression of the kingdom of God in another location in our city. I look out at our church, or I look out at our city, and I look at me and realize if I had to lead a church of like 5,000 people, some kind of big fat mega church, it's great for, I'm not criticizing them, I just think I would hate it. And I wouldn't be very good at it anyway. And then I look at our city, and it's still divided and broken. So what if we could actually have one mothership that's large enough to resource and sustain and and to be a full-on sending engine and then plant small groups and missional communities and churches all over the beautiful and crazy patchwork that is this city? And then what if we could come together at times and be one large gathering and scatter at times and be smaller Gatherings. I'm dreaming about how to do that. I'm dreaming about some of you with your feet in really interesting and crazy parts of this city over the next 20 years. That could get really interesting. I think people will continually come to get here to get what God has given us and what he's doing here. And to do, they'll want our unique values. They'll want what God has given us and we will get the joy of sending them and we will continually train and disciple and send as we are able but the last thing I just want to say is, we've been talking about sending, and it's easy to think like they're the special people, they're the God squad, and it's just little old me, and I'm here to write some checks and to send the nice people to exotic locales. And the truth is, look, some will go, and that's great, but most of us will stay, but we are just as sent. We are just as sent. And that's what I am most excited about. I'm excited about the next 10 years together as we live as sent ones in our city together. You're like, well, where might I be sent? Well, you're sent to your family. You're sent to your marriage. You're sent to your friendship circles. You're sent to your street where you live. You're sent to your workplace. You're sent to your community. You're sent to our city. You're sent right here. You don't even have to move house. And you're sent to see the life of Jesus overflow from you and bring healing and hope and transformation one life and one moment at a time as the kingdom breaks out. 
You've heard me talk many times about formation, community, and impact, and that's how it works. Men and women like you and like me encounter and pursue Jesus, and then we're formed and shaped and impacted by him and his kingdom. We then begin to gather around Jesus and invite everybody we meet to gather around Jesus in community, and then we live as sent ones, and we go out in thousands of different contexts, locally and globally, with the impact of what's happening in our lives. We get to see his presence and power and his kingdom message, and we get to share it in thousands of different crazy ways. And I am crazy enough to think that what happens in our lives with Jesus can and will overflow and have an impact and build a legacy. The greatest issue facing the world today with all its heartbreaking needs is whether those who by profession or culture are identified as Christians will become disciples, students, apprentices, practitioners of Jesus Christ, steadily learning from him how to live the life of the kingdom of the heavens into every corner of human existence. You are sent. And over the weekend, I've been praying. I just felt strongly from the Lord that I'm to send you. I'm to commission you to live as sent ones and to begin to dream again. What does it look like for the kingdom of God to come and impact and expand in my marriage, in my family, in my community, on my street, in my city, in my workplace, in my classroom, wherever you happen to be. So I'm going to release you to dream, and I'm going to commission you to go and begin to cry out in prayer and let it lead you actually to action, to begin to gather yourself around Jesus and begin to gather whomever the Lord is gathering to you around Jesus, and we'll call it what it is when we see what it is. I had a very powerful exchange with my spiritual father one time. And he said to me, I need you to lead a small group in our local church. And I said, I'm called to go to Ireland. And he just looked at me and he said, if you think you're going to do it here, or if you think you're going to go do it there before you do it here, you're wrong. Do it here first and then you'll know what to do when you get there. So if you're sitting here thinking like, well, I don't know what I'm called to, and I think maybe I'm called to the nations, or maybe I'm called to this or that, but it's not time yet, I'm saying, go start dreaming about what it looks like here, and then maybe you'll actually do it then and there. So go try some things. Go gather people around Jesus in their ones and twos, or in their tens and their twenties, or in their hundreds. You don't need a title. If you feel you need endorsement or commissioning, then you're about to get it. I'm going to commission us to live as sent ones right here, and I'm going to send you. And this isn't going to be a control thing. It's going to be a releasing thing for you to go chase the kingdom where Jesus has placed you in thousands of different ways and contexts. And maybe that's, you're going to plant a missional community in your part of Belfast. Maybe that's going to be, you're going to plant a church in Limerick. Maybe that's going to be, you're going to find yourself walking the streets of a world city in the Middle East, talking to, Je- talking to people about Jesus and his kingdom. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe it's going to be, you're a business leader, or a teacher, or a nurse, or a civil servant that builds with the values of the kingdom and creates human flourishing right here. What I'm going to say to you is, there's no limits from me. And there's no limits from Jesus. And what I've been praying for is this is a watershed moment in the history of our church. Where we just begin to dream again and go. So the first step is this. I want you to stand. 
And just, we're going to have about one minute of silence. And this is the moment when the rubber meets the road. Because I'm going to invite you, if this is something, if the Lord is stirring you for any of this, I'm going to invite you to pray in the quiet of your heart. You don't need to pray out loud, but it's that decision prayer. Lord, I'm willing to be sent. I'm willing not just to pray, but I'm willing to be sent. And we're afraid to pray that prayer because we're, we're sure that God's going to send us to the place we hate as some kind of punishment. So just drop that kind of backwards thinking. He's probably going to send you exactly where you fit best. And most of us are going to stay right here. But it's a dangerous prayer. Because he'll answer it. I guarantee you. I'm living proof of it. My t-shirt. Everyone's been asking about it. It's a road. If you just Google this road. M116. You'll see a beautiful place. Where I was raised. And where I'm from. But I'm not there, I'm here. And I'm joyfully here. But it's because I said, Lord, I'll go, send me. Send me somewhere. Send me somewhere. So I want you to pray that prayer. If that's what you want to do. And you're opening your life up to risk, but also joy beyond joy. So Holy Spirit, rest on your people. I pray you prompt courage that we would pray. That we would pray dangerous prayers to you. So Lord, in the silence that's here, revive us, speak to us, and may we choose your kingdom. I think what I'm supposed to do is I'm just to invite any of you that prayed that prayer just come up here and I want to pray for you and I want to commission you and send you so if you prayed that prayer and you want to live sent whether that's in Belfast if even if it's like look send me to my marriage in a new way I'll take it I'll take anything just start coming up and I don't care if you have your life together Jesus can sort that out We're not issuing titles. We're issuing commissions. And we'll let Jesus worry about what it is later. But we're expectant that it's present and powerful and is going to lead to the salvation of many, the gathering of many around Jesus. And it's going to be crazy. And some of it will be vineyard and some of it won't. And I don't really care. So I'm going to release you like never before to be who you are and to follow Jesus and to joyfully be part of this community, but to live as a sent one on mission. So come Holy Spirit and anoint your people. Spirit of God, would you rest on them and fall on them? Lord, some of them you're going to send them to the ends of the earth, and we rejoice in that. And some of them you're just sending them to their marriage in a new way, or their family in a new way, or their street. I pray for missional communities to spring up. I pray for ones and twos to begin to be gathering all over this city and being led into faith. I pray for tens and twenties to be gathering. I pray for business leaders to plant businesses with the values of the kingdom. I pray for teachers. I pray for politicians. I pray for 
healthcare workers. I pray for civil servants to restructure and rebuild society in Jesus' name. Just prophesy outposts of the kingdom all over the city and further afield. We just prophesy church planters moving out from here all over Ireland, all over Europe, and even further afield. More people to go to the Muslim world. Lord, issue callings and sendings. And in the name of Jesus, as pastor here, I bless you and I commission you and I charge you to receive the Holy Spirit afresh and to go, to go where Jesus sends you. And I send you out with blessing. And I bless you with the rhythm of going out and coming back in. So Lord Jesus, I release them to be your servants, to chase your kingdom, to receive your goodness. And Lord Jesus, over our church, over these lives, over our city, we say it's your limits, not ours. So we stand in faith for a move from you that is unprecedented and powerful. And we say as a church, we will go, send us, send us to Belfast, send us to the island, and send us to the nations. Add many to our number that we may live as sent ones in this beautiful time and in your beautiful presence. So receive the Holy Spirit. Receive a commissioning. Go in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message. For all the latest information about what's happening in the life of our church, or if you have any questions or comments, head over to BelfastCityVineyard.com.